Hi, this is Denny Mayer from Los Gatos, California, and today's podcast is Living in Awe. It's April 7th, 2020, and it's a pleasure to be with all of you in this interesting and trying time for all of us here on planet Earth. Uh, We're intending that today's podcast will shed a bit of light and hopefully some laughter to all of us as we travel through this um, portal of fear and anxiety as together, which is a pretty remarkable time for all of us. Uh, I'd like to welcome our guest today who we'll be speaking with, Jeff German from Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Jeff. Hello. Thank you for having me. Truly an honor. Oh, our, our pleasure to have you on the, on the podcast today. And how, how are things out in uh, Phoenix? What's the general mood in, in Arizona in the last few weeks? Things are okay here. I think they're starting to come around with the whole social distancing thing. Uh, it, was, it was a bit frustrating with our governor out here. It was taking him a while to actually come around and, and do the shelter-in-place orders. He was getting pretty funky with essential businesses. Also, uh, nail and hair salons he had down as an essential business. So the uh, the whole area kind of was in an uproar on how in the world that could be a, uh, an essential business and how you can maintain six feet apart for such a business. So they had a virtual town hall with him and uh, kind of ripped him a new one. And guess what's not an essential business anymore? Wow. Well, it, this is an opportunity for us to coordinate action together in a way that we've never been called upon to do. So what a great opportunity to transcend our typical egoic behaviors, which we all operate from the majority of the time. I know most of the day I struggle between my ego and living in awe, and that's kind of the theme of the podcast. So we look at this podcast and, you know, what would a life in living in awe look like? In other words, what would it be to live maybe more through the eyes of a child, which spends a good amount of its waking hours, you know, in awe, discovering new things, asking questions, kind of being present in one sense, really rejoicing the moment. Uh, Obviously, we all know that as we grow older and script our stories and have our life circumstances, confront global pandemics, you know, it, it, our our story is being written through the years. Um, the, the challenge that we have on the podcast is how can we maybe fall back more into that innocent mode where we seem to be in a more balanced, peaceful state? Um, so Jeff, the question for you is, you know, you're, how old are you? I'm 37. So at 37, obviously you're, you know, you're having that 37-year-old dialogue story writing period of your life. You know, maybe, you know, share a little about what's going on in your life and, and maybe some of the challenges you might find on a daily basis, or even not so much the challenges, but how do you look to, oh, how can I maybe live more in the moment? How can I be, be maybe be more in awe at this stage of my life? Just share anything that comes to mind. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a, a wonderful background and great relationship with you and uh, the brilliance behind the uh, audio recordings of Doug and uh, practicing everything that comes with that in spirituality. So having, having the knowledge, the, the relationships, the communication that we all have, uh, the, the books, 
I can certainly reflect upon that and really sharing that with others. When I speak to family and speak to friends, you know, that's, that's something that's truly to be in the moment of uh, taking advantage of this whole craziness with the pandemic is that we're spending a lot more time on the phone now speaking to one another. So it's one positive to come out of all of this. Great. And just and, and really embracing the relationships that, you know, we have everybody. I'm talking to my grandma in Orange County a lot more than I ever did before. So it makes you really stand back and, and, and really take in every second that you're uh, that you're speaking with them versus I was speaking to somebody the other day, just kind of the rat race of life. I'm fortunate to be able to work from home all the time, but everybody that's on the road, they're commuting every day. Their mind's racing to focus on other things. This is allowing you to take a moment and take a take a deep breath. And uh, I don't know. It looks like this to be going on for another month or so. So it's just it's, it's a way to speak to others, to what 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 I've done, what I've spoken to, and and really take it to another level. If that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I think there's a, a, a little crown jewel in this moment in time if we can take this new deeper heartfelt relationship that we have with friends and family because we literally have more downtime from our normal busy life to actually connect with them and be with them in a way that we struggle with sometimes because we're, you know, in Western societies, we tend to be on a fast track. I actually heard an interesting thing today that the um, planet, the physical planet itself, the vibration is actually calmed on a global level, which is remarkable. My daughter lives in Los Angeles, and she said that the the air in Los Angeles was the cleanest in any large city on the planet Earth yesterday, which I don't think has ever happened. I grew up down there, and we struggled just to breathe. So there's just, it, it, I, I'm holding this as a miraculous time, and to your point, connecting with others, and, you know, experiencing awe, and just having a conversation with your grandmother. How remarkable is that? I was just going to say, it's so true is that I was seeing the stories online with the Los Angeles skyline. And, and funny enough, it's the exact same thing here. Phoenix is, the air quality here is extremely poor as well. And on the newscast here, the local Fox station, they'll show uh, the shots of downtown peaks and valleys of the desert. And it's, it's really spectacular how clear it is. I mean, it, it, it's visuals that they haven't seen in decades. And I know they're saying the same for Los Angeles. And you go uh, across the Atlantic over to Italy and, and Venice, Italy, the, the waters there, it looks like it's pool waters now. I mean, it's just a, this incredible blue without having anybody out there. So that in, in kind of a funny way is a visual of the clarity and the stillness of everything, just, you know, seeing that, the, the fogginess of the mind kind of out there comparing everything. But it's just it really is something to see something like that when you don't have all the chaos going on. Oh, no, that's brilliant. I'm, I've got a question for us that just came to, to mind, which is mm -hmm. looking at this on kind of more of a, you know, I use the word cosmic sometimes, but more of a global, you could use spiritual, whatever word your, works for you, that, oh, yeah. that this is kind of maybe a, a, at a species level, an opportunity for us to literally transform into a new level of, of humanity. Um, I'm holding it as that because I, I kind of feel like I have a choice of, I'm, I can either hold this as a real opportunity to grow, nurture myself, my, my family, my community, 
my nation, my world, you know, all the different levels that we operate within, all those different disclosive spaces that we that we live in. Um, I can either choose that and see the awe in all of this moment, the the, the remarkable teamwork that's happening on a global level that's never happened before between scientific communities in, you know, dozens of countries to, you know, the people on the front lines, obviously our heroes on the planet right now, putting themselves in, you know, right in the front of, of this. Um, I can either hold it as that and, and love and appreciate what's going on, or I can drift into the fear zone. Oh my God, my financial thing will never be the same and blah, 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 blah. So maybe there's an opportunity for us to unite globally in a way that will produce and maybe solve some of the issues we've struggled with. I, I heard somebody once say that you can't have a breakthrough unless you have a breakdown. And this is clearly a global breakdown. So what comes after this potentially is a breakthrough of, of, of an enormity that we've never witnessed before as, as humans. What do you think about that? I would absolutely hope so. I mean, it, it just it just gives the hundreds of millions of people going going through this to to reflect and and hopefully think that because you, you think the complete opposite of it is just what you're saying, stressing, thinking, holy crap, how much money do I have in my bank account? What am I going to do tomorrow, next month with this? Versus going the other direction, what we're speaking of is I, I think it's the, the one option that's the healthy route of things. If, if you're going to stress out and knowing what's out there with that virus, you'll be a lot more prone to it too. It's not a, it's not a good combination for anybody with that. And moving forward with the entire thing, the one thing that hits my mind was how people are going to move forward spiritually with this and being in awe and just contributing to the world and, and how this can be so much better. The breakthrough, I, I think hopefully people – Companies realize across the board that a lot of people can work from home and, and continue this. They can continue the mindset. They don't have to commute. And that would be a beautiful thing if that were actually to, to be a permanent thing out of this chaos. Beautiful. I'm going to read something, a uh, great little quote that I was just handed uh, from a gentleman named John Milton. This is, a, I think, a perfect quote for the times we're witnessing right now. Gratitude bestows reverence allowing us to encounter everyday epiphanies, those transcendent moments of awe that change forever how we experience life and the world. It's so beautiful, so pertinent right now. That really is. Yeah. So maybe you and I, together as bros, can can take a kind of make a commitment to one another, a stand that we remind each other more because every time we have a conversation as humans you and I myself with anybody else all of us together we always have a choice to steer our conversations in different directions we can we can go to the dark side for example I, I once challenged myself to say okay Denny and everybody defines what the dark side is for themselves for me that might be watching mainstream media it might be you know, going into the fear zone about my bank account, whatever it is. And I said, if Mm -hmm. I only went to the dark side for two minutes a day, how would my life be? Would would I be healthier? Would I be happier? Would I be more content? And I'm thinking, well, how much time do I currently spend in the dark side in my conversations with myself and my conversations with others? So I'm challenging you for the next 
two weeks, let's just set it at two weeks, that's a nice period, that you only go to the dark side for two minutes a day, and when you get yourself close, you'll catch yourself, and you'll have to invite your the woman in your life, Patty, and say, listen, if you see me going dark for more than like, you know, 30 seconds, you need to call me on it and say, that's it, your two minutes is up for the day. Let's try that out and see what happens. What do you think? She's good at that too. I think she would absolutely accept that assignment. Yes, because what will happen with, because if it's not dark energy or dark presence that we're, you know, we're not manifesting the darkness, we can manifest, you know, possibility and light and, and experience awe. I personally cannot experience awe when I'm in the dark moments and in, in deep within my no, thoughts. I completely agree. Okay, good. So you accept. We'll report back on a, a forthcoming podcast on how we, how we did. And I invite, everybody, yeah. I invite everybody else out there as well. Women get five minutes, men get two. We'll give ladies an extra three <laughs> just because that's who they are. And if you live in Iceland and it's dark, you know, nine months out of the year, we'll give you another three minutes. So women in Iceland get nine min- or eight minutes. Men in Iceland get five. We get two. North American girls get five. Everybody clear on that? Okay, good. I think that sounds okay. I think that sounds very good. That that reminds me of conversations with uh, with Doug speaking of the ego when it comes to going to those dark sides of things and, and really reaching places and complaining and stuff. That's what the ego feeds off of. Yeah. You're not gonna be living in awe at all in those places. That goes bye bye when you're on that side. Yes, and it's clear, it's crystal clear that going into egoic land, dark, you know, thoughts and all that has it takes a hit on your immune system. That is now not a right. myth. It, it, we can actually witness that now. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton's done a lot of testing on this. His research is remarkable, where literally your thoughts uh, move your cells in real time in different ways. And um, the immune system really needs to be nurtured now. And, and, and uh, one of the ways is to really have these, these awe-filled lives instead of uh, the opposite. So great. Yeah, that really does. Is there anything else um, that you'd like to maybe chat about? Any questions you, you have of, of, you know, the, the topic today? Anything come to mind, Jeff? Uh, yeah, let's uh, maybe just the differences, what, you know, just on the mindset of things. It seems like uh, California is a bit more progressive than the state of Arizona, where you're saying, how are people handling it out there? Kind of like turning around the question you asked me at the beginning of this. How are you seeing it in California, specifically within the Bay Area? Well, there is definitely a tradition of what I like to call consciousness in Northern California. I mean, the history mm-hmm. lesson, you know, I read the history books, what, what has gone on here. And I think a lot of the innovation in Silicon Valley is rooted in, you know, the risk-taking things of the past. Um, I personally have done, you know, psychedelics in the past, and that certainly was part of my personal journey. Uh, I know many others in the Bay Area that have done that. There's That's not the only way to experience, you know, connecting with people in more of a global scale. But to your point, I think, you know, a good chunk of the population of Northern California are technologists, people that their job depends on their ability to think globally and to take risks and and make new stuff up so you know when the word came out from the mayor of san francisco great job london breed um the the gavin newsom you know people took heed quickly here and i think we're beginning to see that is paying off so um and that was more of that collaborative you know communication where we really respected what was coming from folks you know in the government and just it's it's definitely working and and i think a lot of people are enjoying working from home 
and, you know, connecting with their neighbors from six feet or more, but really saying hi, you know, sharing toilet paper and eggs and other things. We don't all go shopping that much. I live in a right. community. And so, yeah. So, you know, it. I think it's a little more, you know, a lot of the traditional suburban living in America, people are already kind of separate in their own little bungalows and things. Thank God for the internet so we can connect on Zoom and other platforms. But yeah, so I think other states and cities are hearing the results of California, Southern California as well, and taking heed to that. That's very good to hear. And just, you know, us speaking, something that came to mind also with uh, working at a slower pace, being able to live in awe with all this, and and the, the world essentially coming to a stop all of this. And once it does start going again, people can probably have a better appreciation in general of just the smallest things of, of, this, of speaking to family, speaking to friends, being able to take time for themselves, possibly meditate. When they know the world is open back up, they don't have to go somewhere and do something huge. They don't have to go as, as spectacular as it is. Say over here, I got to go to the Grand Canyon and take something normal for a visual. I need to go to the World Series or the NBA Finals and spend a fortune. You know, it takes very little to uh, take in living on the so appreciative of the little things that life offer. I'm predicting that there will be an empowerment of of of, of us in general, of, of people in general, to mm-hmm. feel a little more at ease communicating maybe things that weren't so easy in the past because we're all experiencing being connected at a level that I know even I have not experienced before. I do business with, with people in 65 countries and, um, um, you know, I'm, everybody's in this together. They truly are. So, Jeff, given that you're a millennial, how are folks in your uh, millennial group reacting right now? How's it going? I would say very well. I mean, as you know, I'm from Silicon Valley originally, just the, the tech leader amongst everything. And just what we were saying before, uh, Zoom, I have a few good friends who've been a part of that for many years. And that seems to be the number one connector amongst everything that's going on on this planet. So what, what they're doing in technology, I, I think they have their practice and their strength on, on what we've done as far as reflecting, living in, living in awe, meditating. Uh, that's, that's definitely with my core group, uh, as a whole, it, it, it seems pretty good that they're, they're really big on what I was speaking to before on keeping those relationships connected, whether it be over video or just a simple phone call. Also, it seems they really have their values in place on, uh, wanting to keep everyone together and uh, just really can't stress again, how long I lived out there in the Bay area and Silicon Valley there. They're doing everything innovation-wise to do that. Uh, out here in Arizona, there's been some lo- local stories on how companies are turning stuff around. I know they're well within my age group. Uh, some people in their late 20s all the way to late 30s. Uh, companies where they had to freeze all operations because they're non-essential, but they turned themselves into essential. Uh, there were some clothing businesses where they're straight up just doing face masks now. Uh, there's distilleries and breweries that are doing 100% hand sanitizer. So I, I think it's absolutely incredible with uh, the ingenuity. I'm, I'm just thinking off a whim how they can continue their business, how they can contribute to the whole entire planet with everything and keep all their employees working at the same time. So really cohesive. Uh, just, it, I think it's incredible. I think they're doing a great job. Thank you. That's great news. That that report makes me feel good inside. So Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us, Jeff, and um, look forward to having you on one of our podcasts in the future. And 
We will uh, be continuing the series probably next week, and we have some some wonderful and interesting people lined up for the future podcasts. Until then, best uh, from Los Gatos. Everybody stay safe. Keep your hands clean, and uh, talk to you all soon. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Can't wait for next time.